the end of the day, we're one body. There's a mutuality and there's a recognition of our interdependence that requires of this moment that we direct a statewide order for people to stay at home. Okay. We are the world. We are one body. Mm-hmm. Biggest state in the country, fifth biggest economy in the world. Uh, is California bigger than Italy as an economy? I know. I think it's like neck and neck. But mm, uh, so it's got to be bigger now. When Italy shut down, well, California's now doing the same thing. Yeah. Ordered to stay home, according to Gavin Newsom. Florida is just reporting today a spike in their uh, cases to 520. So uh, these big populous states where people are jammed together are really trying to get it, uh, on top of this before it explodes. And as been pointed out by experts, what you see this week was baked in a week or two ago. We will not see the, the fruits of our lockdowns or the lack of fruits, I suppose, depending on how you look at it, um, until a week or two from now. And it's going to be tough for the layman to assess how successful and or necessary this was. As I tweeted last night, you know, in, in reading up on the experts I trust, the long and short of it is, if we do this correctly, it will seem like it was unnecessary. And if we don't do it correctly, it will be it will we'll look back on it and think it was tragically necessary. So the governor of California was trying to make the case, although it, I, I think he laid it out in a convoluted way, and that's why some of the reporting is the way it is. But he was trying to say that if we don't do anything, we'll have 25 million cases in the state of California. Right. And if that's the case, could easily be a million deaths, a couple of million. But that's if nothing is done. So, yeah, a lot of statistics are being thrown around wildly right now. That's not to say, therefore, ignore it and it's not a serious problem. It's just so a ignore it, it's not a serious problem. That's no. not what you're saying? No. That's oh, pr- I got, no, I got ahead of myself. God. I'm sorry. Uh, no, uh, but the, the danger of throwing around phony statistics to scare people is right. when they realize yeah. that they're really kind of phony. It causes cynicism. Sure, of course it and does. And people think, well, everything you're saying is a lie. Yeah, is an exaggeration. Right. So you're exaggerating that I should stay home, so I'm going out. Right. It makes people cynical. And as number of confirmed cases go up, that's not necessarily a bad thing because it means we're actually testing people now and we can get something closer to a denominator for what the actual death rate oh, of this thing the is. The whole testing thing, that is going to be a story for a long time to come. Yeah. i, I got to get to that again. Wall Street Journal did a good job of getting a hold of some paperwork to show the CDC was lying to people. Just lying to people. Oh, yeah, we got plenty of testing kits because they didn't want to get caught with their pants down or whatever. Part of the reason Trump was saying what he was saying is because the CDC was telling him that. And they were telling states all over the country, oh, wait, we got yeah, testing. No, we, we got enough. We could test as many people as we need. And it was just a freaking lie. Bureaucrats protecting their bureaucracy? Yeah. How odd. Yeah, uh, more on that later because I want to get to this is important. This is this is a national story, according to the New York Post. It's out of California. Um, some desperate California residents have resorted to using shredded T-shirts in absence of toilet paper, and it is wiping out sewer lines across the state. Now, is that real? Now, I'm reading this in the New York Post. Is that from the Globe? I haven't heard this in California. No, this is the New York Post. All right. Is anybody actually shredding T-shirts and using it for toilet paper, then flushing it down the toilet? So you are a maroon. I don't think you could either. You got a better toilet than I do if you're <laughs> flushing garments down it. Or I would think you could do it once. And then uh, then you're going to have to be calling the plumber and you got a real problem on your hands. Yeah, no kidding. Gruesome. Right. One other story from around the country before we get into more facts 
that you can use. Uh, there was a uh, Harris Teeter in, where is this? That's your fancy grocery store. Yeah, in the southeast. It's a fabulous store. Um, I lived right across from a Harris Teeter oh, in I'm Charlotte. Sure. It was awesome. Purcellville, Virginia, some 55 miles from the White House. Teenagers are participating in a disturbing trend of coughing on grocery store produce and posting their pranks online. Yeah. According to the Purcellville Police Department, an incident occurred at a local grocery store involving juveniles reportedly coughing on produce while filming themselves and posting it on social media. Uh, the Harris Teeter immediately removed the items and cleaned up the area. The police said the grocery store immediately... Okay, they just said that. Um, one woman who witnessed the event wrote, Punk teenagers are hitting the grocery stores, coughing all over the produce and the grocery items, and posting it on YouTube. It scared the hell out of one elderly woman who was just trying to grocery shop. Why the hell aren't these people keeping their teens home? This is not a summer vacation. The cappers say they're asking for parental assistance in monitoring your teenagers' activities. How about the grown-ups that are doing things like the the, 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 the Instagram model who licked the toilet in an airplane? And then I saw one yesterday of a guy on a subway who licked the pole that you're supposed to hold on to. It's its own punishment, as you were. No harm, no foul. That's what I say. Just trying to gross people out to get attention. Yeah, yeah, way to go. Um, I did that, too, when I was eight. You child. You child. <laughs> um, uh, Axios and the New York Times have both been looking into China's role in this whole thing. Listen to this. A study has indicated that if Chinese authorities had acted three weeks earlier than they did, just three weeks, which is why California's doing what they're doing. It's why various places are doing what they're doing. But if they'd acted three weeks earlier than they did, the number of coronavirus cases could have been reduced by 95%. Wow. And it's spread across the world highly limited. So the Chinese have killed many thousands, perhaps hundreds of thousands, for actually the very reasons we were discussing with the CDC. Communism, socialism is the ultimate example of a bureaucracy that cares most about protecting the bureaucracy, a.k.a. the party. Yeah, well, we have our own bureaucracy problems. So South Korea is testing one test or uh, test per million people. 5,200 per million are being tested. Mm. We're doing 74. Yeah. 74. I know a number of people who have been told by doctors, you could have it. It sounds like you might. You came in contact, but we don't have a test, so we don't know. And then, so that so you got all these people self-quarantining and all this different sort of stuff and having no idea. And the worst part of that, it's funny, I was talking to a friend last night. He said, the reason I want to get tested is if I, if it turns out I've got it, that would be awesome news. It's not that bad. Once I'm past it, I'm done. I, like, have the superpower now. And I can go out and either volunteer places or open my business. I can do whatever I want. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've got, I've, I've, done, I've been through it already. Probably ought to give you a special T-shirt. You know? Yeah, and we could we could I'm immune. we could actually end up with pe- with people saying no, I've I've had it and I'm through it, so I'm immune. I can work at the soup kitchen or deliver this or do whatever. That would be cool. It would be pretty handy, yeah. but because we're not testing anybody, people won't be able to confirm that they ever actually had it. Why aren't we testing anybody? Carl Quint- Quintanilla, who's a journalist, said, "Here's a policy error that will be written about for a decade. I hope that it is." From the Wall Street Journal, while the virus was quietly spreading within the U.S., the CDC had told state and local officials, and I'm guaranteeing, of course, Trump, that's where he was getting his information, quote, its testing capacity is more than adequate to meet current testing demands, according to a February 26th agency email viewed by the Wall Street Journal. Feb 26th. 
That was late enough to understand that there was a oh, problem. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. Okay. Oh hell yeah! Wow. And they're saying we have we have plenty of capacity to meet the testing demands. They are either so incompetent they should have been fired yesterday, or lying, and neither one is any good. Well, any reference to current demand in the midst of a pandemic is idiotic. The whole point is getting in front of it. So that's a bad look for the United States. Because right there. demand is growing exponentially. It's just, it's bureaucracy. It's it's frustrating. It's brutal. So we were talking a little earlier, and we have a lot of good stuff. I barely scratched the essential activities list. Uh, again, what's not essential would be a shorter list. Um, are you in flood control? You're necessary. Really? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, stay with us. Uh, but we were talking about how crime is, property crime is now rampant. There was looting in, yesterday. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Simply Safe is the home security system you need. It's all that's good about the traditional, expensive contract home security system, but none of the negatives. That's why it's won so many awards. You probably don't want anybody coming to your home setting up a system, which, okay, you don't have to worry about it with Simply Safe. You do it yourself. It takes about 30 minutes to an hour, tops. And it's got what you need your entry, motion, glass break sensors, all that sort of stuff, outdoor cameras. You're going to be in good shape. Those doorbell alerts that are popular, too. I love that. Only cost 50 cents a day, no contracts. I don't know why you wouldn't do this. Free shipping, 60-day, risk-free trial. Check it out. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Simply is S-I-M-P-L-I. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Free shipping, easy to install, nothing to lose. Uh, Go now, make sure you and your family are safe and protected. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. You know, I was pretty proud of my critical operations employee badge that allows me to drive the streets during this uh, ordered shutdown. But hearing this list of everybody else that's also considered essential is uh, kind of taking the fun out of it. I mean, if the the nursery were the grown tiny little plants, <laughs> they're so, essential. Why are you essential? Government services, gas station, bike repair shops, all health care of every sort, well, including labs and manufacturers of health care products. Food providers of every sort, including for pets. Food cultivation, including farming, livestock, and fishing. Organizations and businesses that provide food, shelter, social services, including gang prevention and intervention, domestic violence, etc. Gas station services, again, including bicycle repair shops. Hardware, building supply stores, and nurseries. Plumbers, electricians, exterminators, custodial workers, handyman services, funeral home workers, and morticians. Morticians? The people are dead already. Uh, moving services, HVAC installers, carpenters, landscapers, gardeners. Gardeners? This excludes so many people. And like I said, my commute was lighter than normal, but it was it was not, oh, my God, this is a ghost town, like I've seen pictures of some places. Well, and you have a lot of sanitation workers in your neighborhood. The right? whole point is to have enough of us stay home that this doesn't explode, and I don't want it to explode. That would be bad for everything. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just, I just feel like we're not taking it serious enough. Banks, credit unions, financial institutions, insurance companies, businesses providing mailing and shipping services, uh, laundromats, laundry service—these are all essential. Uh, well, you got to get your collars starched. Newspapers, magazines, Laundry television, service. radio, radio, yes, woo! So I can get my suit dry clean. Yes. Eat anything. But only your essential suit. Stop at the bank, the hardware store. That weird light brown one like Obama wore, you can't get that one cleaned. Educational institutions, including schools, etc., although they recommend the, the, the distancing, blah, blah. 
businesses that supply products needed for people to work from home, utility companies and other businesses, individuals or businesses that ship or deliver groceries, food, beverages or goods, airlines, taxis, ride-sharing service, uh, home-based care, residential facilities and shelters, professional services such as legal, payroll and accounting services where wow. necessary. That sounds like everything. Hotels, motels, shared rental units and similar facilities. No military. One. Oh, the military can stay in. Hey, 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 Marines, back to the barracks. No wonder my traffic wasn't that much lighter. Federally funded research and development centers and child care facilities provide services that enable employees exempted in this order to work as permitted, blah, blah, blah. What is your reality? Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. And I got a pretty good list of things that might change out of this for the better. And uh, also, if you'd prefer to email, we have a number of emails from folks who work in hospitals. Uh, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. What is your reality? We'll have some of that next. government has declared them essential. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In your life, when has change really been bad big picture? You know, the girlfriend that dumped you, the boyfriend that dumped you, the boss that fired you. But when you look back after a couple of years, immediately it's bad. Like right now it's bad. In a month it might still be bad. But in two years, I think you look at these little changes in life is a good thing. That's the time you learn to play Stratego with your nine-year-old son. Whatever it is, I think philosophically change is always good. Even negative change is good with time. A lot of times. I don't know about always, but uh, a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, it's a valid point. Uh, Adam Carolla there, who is uh, dripping in common sense. Yeah. I just saw a a picture up on the screen. Dripping like a wet bat at a Chinese market. (laughs) Oh, too much? I was looking up at uh, the Today Show or whatever the heck it is up there, and they just had a picture of, of Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. I thought, oh, yeah, right, that. Bernie Sanders. <laughs> that whole Bernie thing. Sanders. Bernard Sanders. Bernie. I'm using a lot of soap. I forget that whole thing still exists in the world. Oh, yeah. Um, just saw Governor Cuomo of New York on TV talking about his laundry. One of the things that's causing angst is because of social media and because we hear everything. Mm-hmm. You hear the rules from New York, Florida, California, the federal government, your county, and they all kind of get mishmashed in your head, and it's hard to keep straight whatever it is. That's Mm -hmm. one thing that is anxiety-causing. Right. Uh, As opposed to not that many years ago, the only thing you'd have known is what's in your local paper and what's happening in your county. Anyway, he he was announcing, uh, you know, six feet apart and what exercise is okay and what's not and whatever. And he said, if anybody visits your house... Um, and it might be a good idea, but anybody that visits your house, check their temperature before you allow them come in, to come in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anybody that comes to my house. <clears throat> yeah. And orally is not accurate no, enough for me. I only have a enough reference. Said. This is going to change our relationship, right. Jim, but <laughs> it's for safety. <laughs> this is important. This is a side of you I've never seen, but um, you're going to feel a little pressure. And then I like this. This is one of my favorite things I saw yesterday. You mentioned a few minutes ago. When Obama wore the brown suit, yes, and I don't know if during a moment of national crisis, as I recall, I don't even know if anybody remembers that, but I remember, (laughs) right? Never Um, forget. President Obama wore a brown suit one one day, and people, some people were, they seemed to be legitimately outraged that it's not presidential and all that sort of crap, right? And uh, so I saw this tweet yesterday that I thought was really good from Noah Rothman. 
it says something rather unsavory about us that the whole is this Wuhan virus racist or just descriptive debate is our pursuit of a comfort zone in extraordinary times. That's what normalcy is to us. Wow. That's a good point. Yeah. It's like comfort food, a term I hate. It's like eating mashed potatoes and gravy from grandma, the whole, is this racist or not? Oh, I feel comfortable. Oh, everything's back to normal. A stupid debate I don't actually care about, but I'm pretending I do. Oh, everything's back to normal. Screeching stupidly at each other over woke bullets is our comfort zone. Yeah. That's disturbing. That's a good point. (laughs) Oh, you know, speaking of Governor Cuomo, I heard him interviewed on one of your ridiculous cable news channels this morning, and he mentioned not once but several times how much fear there is, the fear gripping everybody. I think there's a lot less fear than they think. I think there's a fair amount of legitimate concern. There's a little, you know, I'm going to, I've heard the toilet paper's disappearing, so I'm going to buy a bunch. I don't think that's fear exactly. I think the media in their, uh, in their, uh, their towering uh, office suites there in Manhattan and and D.C. and everything. Think us little people are even dumber than we uh, are. Yeah, and more fearful. I think we're fine. I, Aren't most of us fine? I know a couple of people that seem to be actually afraid and uh, are struggling a little bit, but the vast majority of people I know are just kind of, yeah, well, got to do this, got to do that. Older folks and those with compromising health conditions are appropriately highly concerned, but I don't think we're as scared as Cuomo thinks we are. So things that are going to change out of this. Stay tuned. It's pretty good. Upstation. Recreation is a solitary recreational exercise. It's running, it's hiking, it's not playing basketball with five other people. That's not what it is. Uh, It's not laying in a park uh, with ten other people and uh, sharing uh, a beer. That's not what this is. That's the governor of New York. That's the highest-ranking official in New York State. Thanks for clearing that up. So you have to assume anybody who's governor of New York at least thinks about being president. Yes. Guaranteed, right? Hey, you should go ahead and stop thinking I know, about that. <laughs> I know almost nothing about you, but having heard that, you are not going to be president uh, someday. Solitary recreation is not uh, laying in a park. It's things like uh, like jogging or yes. uh, uh, handball, but uh, uh, for instance, some uh, basketball with <laughs> five other people. <laughs> and we need the uh, we need the audio from the mind blowingly attractive first lady's new public service announcements when it's convenient. She's yes, here so to reassure us. I came across this. I thought it was pretty good. I don't. I, don't, I should know who wrote it, but I don't. This is somebody's opinion on what things might change out of all this, and I think a lot of them are pretty true. Many businesses, I don't know what it is like where you work, but like all of our salespeople are working from home now. Walked through there yesterday, nobody. Right. Many businesses will find that things run pretty smoothly with the staff working at home, and they'll decide they don't need expensive office space downtown or wherever. Things were fine. 
It will certainly move in that direction. The New Yorker yeah. magazine ran a cartoon on Monday in which a man in pajamas and slippers sits at home working on his computer and then suddenly realizes, my God, those meetings really could have been emails. <laughs> you think? <laughs> that is very, very true. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Plus, you combine it with the, how much cheaper would it be if we didn't have all these cubicles? Wow, well, that's a lot. If we just reduced the square footage of our office space, what would that do to our bottom line? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, boy, I have friends in uh, commercial real estate saying, shut up! <laughs> shut up! <laughs> uh, online shopping and home delivery of everything from family meals to bachelor's degrees, of course, is going to catch on. I was pretty on board yes, with the... I ordered three degrees yesterday. I can't <laughs> wait for them to show up. I was uh, pretty on board with online shopping already the, where we live, but, you know, if... I'll bet there's a lot of people that I hadn't signed up yet, but I'd meant to or try it out or whatever. And then you do it a couple of times and think, why haven't I been doing this all along? Because mm-hmm. that's the way it was for us. Sure. They got to, why do we ever go to Target or where, 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 where do we ever go anywhere when we can do it this easily? Yeah, if you know what you need. Mm-hmm. Me, I like to try on a pair of jeans first because I like them really, really tight, as you know. I mean, very little of the imagination. So I got to make sure they're just right. For decades, borders across the world, particularly in uh, the United States and in Europe, had been becoming increasingly porous. Well, now nations facing con- contagion are sealing or semi-sealing their borders, and I suspect that this is not going to turn the other direction any time soon. I don't know, uh, but it's possible. It, it's certainly another thing to add to it, so it's not just about race or whatever. Right. Um, diseases can come across. Depends on how bad it gets, I suppose. I think it'll be less about spouting emotional ideology and more about thinking logically about, all right, what do we need? What do we not need? What's, what's sensible? What's open? What's too open? Also, I'm I'm hoping adulthood is restored somehow as opposed to just shouting greeting card slogans at each other. Also goes into a little of a complicated screed that may or may not be true about if this whole hey, everybody can work from home and everything seems to cruise along pretty well, thing catches on, uh, what will that do to real estate is people don't need to be a certain number of minutes away from a workplace, so I can live way over here. Well, that's and, the uh, environmental left's nightmare because they want close, densely populated high-rise right near mass transit, and everybody's saying, screw that. If I can live way out where it's pretty, that's where I'm moving. And much cheaper. Yeah. We're going to have all this mass transit infrastructure, and people are going to decide, I can live 50 miles from downtown. It's cheaper here, and i got more space, and mm-hmm. I'm never going to use your light rail ever. Right. That yeah. so easily could be the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, and we talked a lot about this with Ian Bremmer earlier in the show, if you didn't hear it. The whole COVID thing could change the way, is going to change, not could, is changing the way we regard China which since the Clinton presidency has been treated less as a strategic rival than as a trading partner, now we will see it as a tyranny responsible for a scourge laying waste to our economy, jobs, wealth, and well-being. We'll be less tempted to subordinate recognition of its malignancy to wishful thinking and commercial desire. That is happening. I hope it happens to a great level. Are you saying you have to lower your standards of freedom? To suck on the warm teat of China? You talk about a silver lining. To all this, if we wake up to China, we could have a, we we might be avoiding something that was going to be catastrophic, right? In thirty years or fifty years, if we hadn't decoupled, yeah, uh, for all in all kinds of different ways. The sort of miscalculations that r- lead to war, yeah. 
could be we're going to step back a little bit and say, listen, before we are such a junkie for Chinese manufacturing that we can't quit, it would kill us. Well, we ought to take a serious look at this relationship and who is this drug dealer we're giving our money to? Yeah, or bozos who still actually believed China was just a, just a trading partner, just kind of a nice trading partner. Isn't it wonderful? They got they got more or less democracy, don't they? They have a president. Sure, they're liberalizing. Michael Bloomberg, you punk. Donald Trump, don't trust China. Nice three and a half day campaign for president, by the way, Mike. <laughs> Ad debate, and I don't know, he, he gave one speech online, and that was it. <laughs> and America said, mm, no. <laughs> Thanks for spending all your money, though. That was nice. Yeah. That was neat. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Um, and then how about a non-corona thing? Harvey Weinstein spent his first birthday in prison Good. yesterday. How do you Super. like that? What did he get for his birthday? He got a Coronavirus. Pam- he got a pamphlet about sexual abuse behind bars. And an informational video about preventing prison suicide. That uh, wasn't for his birthday, but it just happened to coincide with his birthday. And it'd be pretty interesting, Harvey Weinstein being given a pamphlet about prison rape. I wonder if he even looked at that, or if that registered in his brain as ironic on any level, or anything like that. I think he probably thought, well, this is ironic. He's a bright guy, he's just a monster. I wonder what he actually thinks about himself and his life. I have no idea. I mean, making grand and indignant uh, protestations of your own innocence is what you're supposed to do. I mean, you're on trial. You said, no, I didn't. I never. Are you kidding? This is a witch hunt. I wonder if he told the truth. Is he, is he so delusional he thinks all these women were going along with this? This is all. They knew what they were doing. And now they're taking out vengeance on me for some reason? Yeah, he probably I, does think that. I could believe that he believes that. He yeah. could possibly, but surely, like, Bill Cosby can't think. They wanted to fall asleep. I mean, he can't think that, can he? Uh, I don't know. You'd have to be clear into OJ land delusional to, to, pull, to pull that one well, I think a lot of people are. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. But speaking of China, there are whistleblowers who are now claiming that the great and glorious Chinese coronavirus recovery is all fake certainly could be yeah it's been reported without caveat on a lot of news oh, outlets lately I'm so disappointed i saw this everywhere yesterday including some of my favorite like serious journalist places italy has surpassed china in the number of deaths what you're taking their word on how many deaths they've had from corona are you kidding me I'm yeah. not even going to mention some of my favorite news outlets because it's a bad look for them. How could you possibly say that? China lies about everything. Of course. Absolutely everything. And they are engaged in a global PR campaign to convince everybody this virus started in the United States and they did nothing but heroic and brilliant work to contain it. The chance which that is they didn't. Hilarious. The chance that they aren't lying by at least half on how many deaths they've had from corona is zero. Yeah. Guaranteed. So why New York Times? Why the Dispatch? Why Fox News? Why is anybody reporting that Italy has now surpassed China in the number of deaths? Who's that for? Yeah, I know. That's just misleading your viewers. I know. It gets back to what I was just talking about, the whole, maybe we've woken up to what China is. Not as long as our media is going to do that. Right. That's a good point. Like, they're accurately reporting the number of deaths in their concentration camps, for instance. They don't even concede they exist. And they have millions of people. In re-education slash concentration camps. China is asshole! Yeah, it's well said. So you're telling me if 25,000 people croaked in the Wuhan area concentration camp, they're going to tell us? You child. Did we... <laughs> hey, hey, Hanson, did we leak that link 
not leak. Did we link that video from the New York Times about uh, how China's doing the propaganda in their country? I tweeted it out. Maybe we can do that. Um, it's really interesting to watch. New York Times put together a little montage of the propaganda they're doing in China to try to handle this situation for domestic uh, consumption and worldwide consumption. Right. But they have TV shows that look exactly like the Oprah Winfrey show or Ellen or something Mm -hmm. with smiling hosts in short skirts and high heels talking about, oh, President G, what would we do without him? And that sort of thing. And the crowd laughing. And it's just it's wild. Wow. 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 I can't wait to watch that. If you get paywalled, just text Jack and he'll give you his password. (laughs) His text number is two one two. What? No. Never mind. Everybody gets like eight free articles a month or something. Yeah. So you, you could probably watch the video. Yeah. And it's interspersed with like, um, uh, self-made videos of nurses screaming, this is all a lie, this is all a lie, and then back to the fancy TV show in which the government runs. And the, uh, Isn't it so great that President Xi got on top of this, and it's really not a problem to anybody, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, that's amazing. I it can't is. wait to see it. They are, beyond question, the most skillful totalitarian regime of the modern uh, you know, century. Oh, they're, they're so different than the Soviet Union. Well, they're so mm-hmm. good at it, most of us don't even realize that they're the Soviet Union. Yeah. That's how good at it they are. Yeah. Can you imagine if Hitler wasn't a megalomaniac and they just snatched back a little pull of some of the stuff that they got taken away uh, after World War One and just then settled in and ran the country? China's a lot like that. They're only somewhat expansionist. They're doing it through indebting countries um, instead of invading them so far. But, yeah, they're they're a brute and, a, and, and worth fearing. So a little more on the uh, whistleblowers, what they're saying and. Uh, more on the reality of the lockdowns that you're seeing all across the country. They're lockdown lights. They're, it's, it's, the government is asking you very, very seriously, please don't go out unless you need to. I need to must- I went out yesterday to get mustard. Mm. Now, does that count? Mm. I was on my way home. It's not like I left my house just for it. But I stopped in the grocery store to get mustard for my hot dog. Is that reasonable child. enough? You child. I feel like if I eat my hot dogs without mustard, the terrorists have won. How about... And I'm not giving in. The terror... Um, uh, about like barbecue sauce? That's good on a hot dog. Not as good as mustard. Okay. Uh, we're continuing to get texts from people who laughed at the toilet paper hoarders, but now they've run out of their normal supply, and they can't buy any anywhere, mm. which is the problem with the whole thing. If you run out of toilet paper, text me. I'll let you to come over to my house and use my bidet. My number is... Oh, no? Okay, never mind. So you can use my New York Times subscription and Joe's bidet. Right. Very Maybe handy. read the Times on my toilet. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. People, we talked to Ian Bremer earlier in the show. You should try to catch that on the podcast. Um, we got another one for you. You talk to a smart person every day. I wish you would appreciate me, mm. but you don't. Juan mm. He Chan is the mm, David and Diane Steffi Research Fellow at the Hoover Institution, Director of Domestic Policy Studies at Stanford University. Juan He, how are you? I'm doing fine, gentlemen. How are you? Excellent. We uh, ran late. We're pressed for time. We blame ourselves. Uh, but as the um, <laughs> director of domestic policy studies at Stanford and in, in a lecture in public policy, what do you think about the implementation of this shocking public policy, for instance, in California thus far? 
Well, look, I, I think it's important. Uh, I actually am in favor of trying to keep people home as much as possible. Here's the problem, though. In a democratic society, we're never going to do what some something like what China had to do, which is basically an enforced quarantine. So the best you're going to have is government saying, look, for public safety reasons, because we don't want to spread this to people who are more vulnerable, try to do your best to stay at home. And, and you know, we're going to see what happens. I do think it's going to have a difference. It's going to, it's going to make a difference in terms of the transmission of this disease. Oh, sure. But and hopefully, yeah. But do you think we'll even do what Italy does, though, where uh, they're, they've given out 50,000 citations so far in Italy, tickets to people who... No. No? No. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I think... Here's my sense, at least in the Bay Area where I live, and maybe it's just my community, people have been pretty good about sticking to the rules. I mean, yes, of course, occasionally you'll see people out and you'll be like, do you really need to be out? But for the most part, I think I think folks are, are abiding by the rules. I don't see the same kind of uh, enforcement happening here in the U.S. Well, and I hope it doesn't have to, and I think that speaks to the sort of society we have where we are governed by our own consent, and if our government says, hey, we really need to do this, y'all, I think most people will say, okay, I consent to that, seems reasonable. That makes me happy. Yeah, no, it it makes me happy, too, and I think I I do like the fact that more and more Americans are, are doing things like, for example, saying, hey, look, I've got a neighbor who's vulnerable. I've got a, a someone I know uh, in my family who's vulnerable. I'm going to do what I can for them during this time. I'm going to bring them food. I'm going to help make sure that they're okay when they're when they're staying in. That's the kind of spirit and that's the kind of, of community that makes me proud to be an American, quite frankly. And and it's not something, by the way, you would find in China. The reason that they had to do what they had to do in China is because that's not the ethos there. It's just a different kind of place. Mm. I assume you, like me, are in favor of caning young spring breakers who uh, <laughs> fought the rules. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. No, no punishment too severe. I mean, these 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 guys are just morons. You, know, you, you look at them saying things like, well, you know, if I get corona, I get corona. You know, it's not a big deal. I still want to party. I want to drink my corona. It's like, you idiot. Well, they're going to have corona uh, and chlamydia, so they'll, 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 they'll get their own punishment. And caning. But so, the caning. I am a proud American. I'm not real proud of this, though. I don't know if you're, like, following the Wall Street Journal's expose of the fact that the CDC was telling states and probably the president, oh, we got plenty of testing. We can, we can match this. When they, when they either were so incompetent they knew they couldn't or they were lying to us. Yeah, well, that's something, you know, as this goes on, we're going to find out more and more about what happened during what I call the lost weeks, right? There was a period of time between when the president said no one coming in from China to the outbreak of this virus. And and those few weeks, unfortunately, were lost. And we're going to figure out why they were lost. Was it because of poor leadership at the top? Was it because of uh, failures at agencies like the CDC? Now, by the way, having worked in the big bureaucracy that included the CDC, it does not surprise me to hear that you had elements of the bureaucracy not functioning well or just trying to cover their own rear ends. Really? And that's something that's unacceptable. I mean, but we'll find out exactly what happened. You know, at some point, Lon He, if we can impose on you for more of your time, we ought to do a long-form podcast again about that, which is one of our very favorite topics, um, and that's uh, the bureaucracy disease and the iron law oh, yeah. of bureaucracy and the damage it does and the rest of it and and uh, oh, but, yeah. would love to. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of another time. I'm kind of interested in the last minute. I, I saw a picture of Bernie and Biden on TV uh, for a brief story and thought, oh yeah, right, that story. That's still happening. Yeah, what what yeah. the hell's going to happen with all that? Well, I, here's one observation I'll make. I know we're short on time. You know, the the strategy of the Trump people before the whole coronavirus thing was once they had a nominee on the Democratic side, they were going to attack the heck out of them. 
and define them in the same way that Barack Obama defined Mitt Romney in 2012. Right after Mitt Romney came out of a divided primary, they, they Obama and the Obama Super PAC spent you know hundreds of millions of dollars attacking Mitt Romney, essentially you know costing him the election during that time. Their strategy was to do the Trump strategy was to do the same thing to the Democratic nominee. They're not going to be able to do that as readily now, given the fact that coronavirus is out there. And it's going to look unseemly to attack Biden in the same way. So I do think it's going to change the dynamic of this campaign going forward. Do you think it's mostly advantage to the challenger then? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think it gives Biden a chance to catch his breath, to define a general election narrative. And and the fact that we know the Democratic nominee this early, I think it's a big advantage to the Democratic Party because it didn't look like it was going to turn out that way. Well, the coronavirus notwithstanding, if indeed the campaign is shortened, that is to me proof that there is a God and he loves us and he wants us to be happy. <laughs> that's true. So thank you, God, yeah, for that. Lon Hee Chen of the Hoover Institution and Stanford University. Uh, thanks a million, Lon Hee. Sorry it was so short, but we look forward to the next chat. Absolutely. Thank you. How good is he? Oh, he's terrific. Yeah, I know. I love talking to smart people. I watch a lot of cable news. And there's so Did many... I mention you talk to a smart person every day and there's... you don't appreciate me? There's so many freaking people on cable we, news that we got... so need counseling. They don't say anything that's insightful oh. or unique or just nothing. Seriously, the proverbial waste of air. <laughs> yeah. A lot of wastes of air.